Houston's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. All right, so the Raptors in the play-in tournament in the NBA, they got a win this one to have another chance to be in the formal postseason tournament. Uh, looking okay against Chicago so far. One minute into the fourth quarter. Raptors up 85-75 on the Bulls. NHL tonight, Stars leading the Blues 4-2. Nick Suzuki scored a great one-handed, shorthanded goal for the Canadians, his 25th of the season, but the Islanders lead 3-2, two and a half minutes into the third. Islanders need a point there to clinch a playoff spot. Flames home to the Sharks in about an hour. Oilers home to the Sharks in 24 hours. Our face-off show at 5.30 here on 6.30, Chad. Game at 7 as the Oilers will try to tie a franchise record with a ninth consecutive win if they can get it. Baseball tonight, Blue Jays trailing the Tigers 3-1. That game in the bottom of the eighth. 780-496-0063 is how you can get in touch tonight. Always enjoy speaking with you. So I asked the, the question before the break, uh, ask yourself this, if the Oilers don't beat themselves, who beats them four times in seven games? Mm -hmm. Now, that is not a uh, declaration of victory. That is not, I don't believe, a... Uh, a, a, a a strutting of cockiness. I don't know if that's a phrase or not. Uh, I'm just saying it's it's a recognition that the Oilers are playing pretty darn well. And if they uh, play sound and smart and concentrate and don't make big mistakes, uh, they're tough to beat. So if, if they don't beat themselves, who beats them four times in seven games? In the, I'm not even going to worry about the Eastern Conference because if you make the Stanley Cup final, I mean, that's six, seven weeks from now. That That's so long from now and so many things can happen. But in the Western Conference, the two teams that would worry me the most as legitimate answers to that question are the Colorado Avalanche, who, again, they wouldn't play until the third round, which is a, a little over a month away. But you got to remember, good, pardon me, good game last night. Uh, I thought the Oilers were, you know, the slightly better team through regulation time, and then they got the, the uh, power play overtime goal to win it. But the Avalanche didn't have Makar, who's one of the top if not top five players in the world, top three, maybe top two, maybe it's McCarr and McDavid. Uh, you know, they didn't have Lekkinen, they didn't have uh, Manson, and, and they didn't have Landeskog, who granted hasn't played all season. So to me, it's the Avalanche, and the other team is the club that the Oilers are likely going to play in the first round, and that's the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, because they're, they're well coached. I think McClellan should be a coach of the year candidate. They appear to have made a good move with the goaltending, getting Corpus Salo. Uh, if Fiala is healthy, that's a very dangerous player who's done well against the Oilers. Those are the two teams that would be my prime answers to that question. I, I, I Again, the other teams in the playoffs, look, they're going to be close. The, the teams are good. The margin of victory and defeat can be very, very narrow. But I, I really believe in terms of the other five teams that are going to be in the playoffs in the West, the Oilers would have to drop off and in some cases probably drop off significantly for that team to beat them four times in seven games. Kellen, what do we have? Oh, we have uh, a lot of written correspondence on your question here. We're going to go first to Red Deer County, or as this uh, autocorrect on this text corrected it, it is Ref Deer County. 
Well, maybe that's an actual county. We'll have to look it up. Well, it must, might be where all the referees come from. We don't know. But uh, Patrick from Red Deer County texts in and says, the only scary teams to him are Winnipeg with the mental block and goaltending and, of course, Boston. If healthy, not sure anyone can get four against Boston, but he hopes that the Oilers can go all the way. He is old enough to have enjoyed the Oilers uh, in the 80s as a teenager. Go Oilers. That's Patrick from Red Deer County. All right. Okay, so now we go up to RL, and he says, Reed, if, I think if Colorado has their injuries back, they can quite easily beat the Oilers. I also think Boston would be way too much for them to handle. That's from RL. Yeah, and, and again, for, for what I'm talking about, I'm not even going to go to the Eastern Conference. Clearly, Boston is a powerhouse team. Um, and I, I'm, I'm with you there. A healthy Colorado Avalanche team, even though they, they don't have the exact same team from last year. I mean, they lost some key players, but they're still they're still very, very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll go to the Fizzler text again. Uh-oh. Fizzler says, Reed, the Oilers won't leave fans high and dry. They are going to keep on trucking through tonight. It's time to <laughs> adrenalize. The Oilers' hysteria is real. And that's the end of the text. He didn't get four, to the other albums. Uh, four uh, Def Leppard uh, references in there to uh, albums. He had uh, High and Dry, 1981, On Through the Night, 1980, Hysteria, 1987, and Adrenalize, 1992. Mm-hmm. Thank you. The Fizzler, who is a selective but always entertaining tester, uh, texter. Texter, yes, definitely. Uh, Kim texts in and says, Hi, Reed. I don't think the Oilers are yet proven against Avs, so they are the team that can uh, could get inside the Oilers' heads if things start to go south in that potential series. Thanks, Kim. Yeah, so what I – well, that's four texts, and I know the Fizzler was being somewhat uh, – Though, I, though I, I think the Fizzler probably feels pretty good about, about the team. I know he watches all the time. Um, yeah, I'm not hearing anybody in the Pacific Division. I, I, I agree. Colorado, healthy. Makar, if, uh, you know, Georgie the fifth plays well like he did last night, that, that's, that's a dangerous team. Though I, do think, though I do think the gap is smaller than it was last year. You know, maybe, maybe they're, they're pretty even. But yes, I, to me, now you got to get there first. If 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 the Oilers get to play Colorado in about five weeks, you know who knows who's healthy, how the teams are playing. Maybe we're having a totally different conversation, one way or the other. But sitting here right now with still one game left in the regular season, I think I think Colorado is the uh, most prominent team where you could say, okay, what if the Oilers play really well and throw everything they have at this team then uh then would that still be enough you know could Colorado withstand that and then still beat the orders at what they're best at I think that's that's a fair discussion to have Mm -hmm. uh we also have some uh as always humorous responses to this question as well Reed uh Uh, Renee texts in and says Bettman and the refs (laughs) oh geez of course of course we had to get a Bettman reference thank you Renee (laughs) And DeSalvo texts in and says, if the team turns up, nobody can beat them. I have $50 on the cup. That's from DeSalvo. 50 bucks. What did, what were the odds bucks. when he made the bet? I don't know. You have to ask him. You know, I, I, I think, I have to double check. I think at the beginning of the season, I, I, I might have put $10 on the orders on Play Alberta. At, I don't know what they were, 8 to 1, 11 to 1. So I'm not going to be a millionaire. I'll have enough for... 
<laughs> a night on the town, perhaps? <laughs> Take some listeners out for nachos? I don't know. Yes, canned hams for all. Okay. Well, we don't pay for the canned hams. Oh, that's true. We just give them out. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, Ricky texts in and says, I would say to Avs, if healthy, as an aside, why don't NHL teams celebrate when they clinch the playoffs, win around like they do in the MLB? Life is short is it, and should be celebrated. Is it that quite a discrepancy? I, I guess that's one of those things about the culture, to go to that word, of the sports. So... Hockey teams, well, okay, well, we're happy. Well, we got to, and baseball teams, it's champagne, wearing the goggles and uh, all that kind of stuff. I think that, I mean, you don't see NFL or CFL teams celebrate that way. I, I don't think they do in the, in the NBA. Uh-huh. But ba- now baseball, it used to be in baseball, there was going way, way back, Kellen, going way, way back. Going in Before back even I times. was born. Old timey times. There were t- two teams made the playoffs. Right? You finished first in your league. You went to the World Series. Wow. <laughs> so th- that was it. And then when when I was a lad, there was four divisions, mm-hmm. AL East and West, NL East and West, and you had to finish first in your division. So once you nailed that down, you'd have a little celebration, and then you'd go into the playoffs. Now you have, what are they up to, six teams in each league making the playoffs. I remember, I can't remember what year. It might have been 2006. I was working with Slav Kornick in Lloyd Minster. Slav's now over at Global. And... A, a team clinched it might have been the Detroit Tigers I'm not I can't remember who it was but they clinched a wild card spot but there was still enough time left in the season for and so they did a big celebration and and, and Slav said to me they might win the division are they going to celebrate again they sure did they they made I did you know they were down a couple games they caught up over the final two weeks of the season clinched the division another huge celebration with champagne and 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 going wild in the locker room I yeah I, I assume that texture was joking around a little bit though it is kind of amusing and I, I don't know I guess that's why it's so different in baseball because it used to be just so hard because if you were in the playoffs you were in the World Series you know it, it would be like it would be like tomorrow's games between the Oilers and the Sharks and Vegas and uh, Seattle deciding who went to the Stanley Cup final. You have the best record in the West. You're playing Boston for the Stanley Cup. That's it. No playoffs. That's kind of what it was used to be like in baseball. All right. Uh, anything else you want to get into, Kellen? Yeah, a couple quick okay, ones quickly. here. Quickly, uh, Tyler says the uh, the Avs are maybe Vegas. Vegas just refuses to lose no matter what, and that kind of resilience is dangerous. They have that, I don't know what. That's what Vegas has. Exactly. And then Spaceman texts back in and says, Reed, I agree with you. Boston scares me. But that's a later problem. Right now, it's L.A. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. And I do think L.A. will be a pretty big problem. All right, 780-496-0063. I'm finally going to get to this uh, award stuff. I put out a tweet about it earlier. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. All right, so here's the question I posed on Twitter this afternoon, and if uh, if you're so inclined, you can go vote in this. Almost 1,500 people have voted so far. Other than Connor McDavid winning the heart, which I think is a pretty safe assumption, which oiler do you think has the best shot at an individual award? The choices I put were Ken Holland for GM of the Year, Derek Ryan for the Masterton, Stuart Skinner for the Calder for Rookie of the Year, and Jay Woodcroft for the Jack Adams for Coach of the Year. Now, 
Derek Ryan is already the team nominee for the Masterton, so I put I, I put him on that list. Uh, I don't think he'll probably wind up in the final three. The and the other votes, uh, you know, are made at the end of the regular season, and then they get announced during the playoffs who the finalists are. So the the question was now the way I worded it was which order do you think has the best shot at an individual award? And when I was asking this question, in my mind, uh, I, you know, I was asking given the way you think people might vote, who do, you, who do you think might win an award? I also understand probably most people interpreted it, if you could only pick one oiler to win an individual award, who do you think would be? So, so I thought Skinner would lead this. He is leading it by a wider margin than I anticipated. He's at 61%. I was curious to see how much love Holland and Woodcroft were going to get, and no disrespect to Derek Ryan, but I, you know, I thought that was probably going to be the fourth choice in this poll, and he is at just over 6%. Woodcroft's at 18.4% for the Jack Adams. Holland is at 14.5% for GM of the year. I actually think, and I'm going to give my reasoning here, because it's, it's going to go to how the voting is done, and even more importantly, who does the voting. Other than McDavid winning the heart, I think Ken Holland has the best chance to win an individual award as the general manager of the year. And, and here's why. Different people vote on these awards. So for Coach of the Year, it's the NHL Broadcasters Association. So that's more people like Bob Jack and Cam. The Calder is the Professional Hockey Writers Association. So that's Mark Spector, Jim Matheson, more of the, the writer side of it. That's the same thing for the Masterton, though, as we know, things are done differently. Every team puts forward a nominee, and then you go, for, uh, go forward out of that. And then the Jim Gregory Award for the General Manager of the Year is voted on by the general managers by five other executives and five media members. So there are only 42 votes for that. I, I, I am now at the point where I think Stuart Skinner is the best rookie in the NHL. I, I, I really am. He's, he, he, if he plays tomorrow, it's going to be 50 appearances. He's 128, which is 10th in the league in wins. I, I, I know that you know, some people think goalie, goalie wins is more of a team stat, but I think there's at least some individuality to it. Not, not everything, but some. Uh, there are 51 goaltenders who have played enough games to qualify for the, uh, for the goalie stats leaderboard. He's, Skinner is 18th in goals against average. He's 15th in save percentage. Just behind fellow rookie Logan Thompson of the Vegas Golden Knights, who's uh, two ranking points 16 to 18 ahead of Skinner and goals against and one spot better in save percentage 14th as opposed to 15th he's he has 21 wins as compared to Skinner's 18 and he's played fewer games he's he's played 12 fewer games than Skinner I just think for a rookie goaltender to play that much and to be that steady for for the large majority of the season that's pretty significant now Matty Beneers from Seattle is an excellent choice I think Owen Power playing 23-48 a game for Buffalo as a rookie defenseman is very impressive I'm at the point now where if I voted I think Skinner would win the Calder I'm going to predict right now and you and I you're all thinking oh great Reed's making a prediction let's tune in to hear what's going to be wrong <laughs> and, I, and I may be wrong usual rule on this show if I or somebody else am right it's celebrated if it's wrong it's quickly forgotten here, here's the problem for me. I think a lot of voters will have already made up their mind about Beneers probably 20 to 30 games ago. 
and and they might not be paying as much attention to what Skinner is doing or saying, well, I don't know, Beniers has a better season on the whole or Skinner's the product of the Oilers team playing well. So I actually think that the best chance for a, an Oiler member of the Oilers organization to win an individual award is Ken Holland. And I'm going to, again, flip this back on who votes for the award. The other general managers, five executives and five media members. Ken Holland uh, has, has never won GM of the year. Now, it hasn't existed for a, as as long a time. I mean, for many of the years he was in Detroit, especially the, uh, the award didn't exist, but given he, he made the Ekholm trade, um, I, I wonder if this is almost given to, and the votes done after the regular season, not after the playoffs. I, I wonder if Holland gets this, not just for the Ekholm trade and some other moves, but almost for as much as a lifetime achievement award. And the one thing about Ken Holland that you hear in hockey circles, and there have been polls amongst agents and all this stuff, is that he is generally quite congenial to deal with, e- even in situations that might be adversarial. Talks with agents, talks with other GMs things like that so because it's the other gms voting that's why i think that ken holland uh might be might have the best chance from anybody from the Oilers organization to win an individual award so i'm not necessarily coming at that angle from who would i vote for or if i could only pick one Oiler to win an award other than mcdavid who would it be i'm looking at that okay who's done well that they're going to be considered and then I'm trying to think like the collective group of voters might think. Sort of like trying to read the Borg's mind. Kellen, did anybody get that? Probably not, eh? Hmm, nah. Kellen's just like, what is he talking about? So anyway, that's why I think that. Go vote in my poll. It's fun. Inside Sports on Chet.